This is Dialogue, a podcast series from American Mosaic. I'm John Van Dyke, and I want you to join me on my journey around the country having conversations with complete strangers that I meet along the way. It all started in early 2017. I woke up and realized that I did not recognize my country, and I felt a need to find out who we are today, who are the American people. I asked questions about life, about family, about values, about work, about community. They're simple questions, and sometimes the answers are complex. It's who we are today. It's the fabric of the country, the people, and the places. In uh, this episode, I'm in uh, Venice Beach, California, talking with Mary, the mermaid lady, claims to be world famous for her uh, mermaid sculptures. She's been doing this for a very long time, and everyone in Venice knows her. What's up, Venice Beach love? What are we doing? Making a mermaid out of sand. Welcome to Venice Beach, world famous mermaid being made here today, sand mermaid. How did you get it end up here, Venice? Well, um, I actually picked Venice as my location. I lived in New York and Manhattan, and I've always wanted to live in California. So when I was 16, no, when I graduated from college when I was 16, I decided I was going to move to California. So I moved here when I was 19. And um, started roller skating around on the boardwalk, fell in love with Venice, my kind of people, a bunch of hippies and eccentric shamans, wizards and witches out here. So my kind of people. And then I had a boyfriend who was a sand sculpture artist named Scott Dosh. And he's still doing sand sculptures in in, uh, Santa Barbara. He's a legend, legendary sand sculpture artist, mermaid sculptor as well. And so he's still doing it, but I fell in love with him. He's my first love. And we broke up, so I said, wow, I think I can do that. I think I can make those sand sculptures. Let me try, because I was mad at him, you know. I kind of wanted to get even with him for breaking up with me. So I built a sand sculpture like a block away from him just to make him mad. And I made I made some money, right? So I just kept doing it. And I, eventually he left town because he was so mad. Went to Santa Barbara, never came back. But so Venice is kind of my spot now. <laughs> Has been for 25 years since I was 21. But I've come and go. I've been in Seattle. I was in Hawaii. I had my son. He's 21. I, and I, ha- I conceived him in Hawaii and, ha- and raised him in Seattle and Orange County. Um, but even when I was in Orange County, the last 10 years, I was coming up here every weekend to make the sand sculpture in the summer. So, I've been here on and off for 25 years. And then Elkai Beach in Seattle. Anywhere there's a beach, the Royal Hawaiian in uh, Hawaii, in front of the Pink Hotel, the Royal Hawaiian, is where I did my sand sculptures in Hawaii when I conceived my son, Rocket. And here we are, and now I'm 49 years old. Still love to do sand sculptures. This is my favorite job of all my jobs. So I try to come out three days a week. I have other jobs that I do. I'm a caregiver, I'm a caregiver, a nurse, a medical assistant. But this is the job that I have the most fun because I meet people like you and uh, get to hang out with artists and filmmakers and 
photographers and uh, musicians, my favorite people, guitar players, and beautiful traveling rainbow children tribe, like this gentleman over here and his dog. And I love, I love these guys. So that's my fam. Yeah, you pay any attention to what's going on in the in the uh, sort of the the world beyond here? Uh, you know, we're in kind of a weird uh, a weird time. Well, uh, yeah, I'm a libertarian, so I I kind of I have a different point of view than a lot of people that would be considered you know hippies or flower children, whatever. I'm, I'm a hippie, but I'm a libertarian, so I'm not particularly a Democrat, not particularly a Republican. I see valid points on both both teams, and uh, I'm wise enough to know not to really judge either side too harshly, but I kind of make my own decision about who I like and who I don't like politically, and I don't care what other people think. What do you think about our world right now, uh, our country right now, today? I think financially, and financially, like, as a business model, I think we're on our way up. And I think that when you look at anything in life, you uh, you have to survive. You have to think of your own survival first. And I think the United States is on its way to recovering financially, which is exactly what we could have hoped for, because we're because we're being taken advantage of by other countries, and our businesses were going under, and our economy was going under. And I feel like we've rec recovered that that strength, and our military is being rebuilt, which I'm very happy about. I think a good Offense is the best defense. Good defense is the best offense, rather. And uh, so I'm happy to see our military being refunded and our First Amendment rights being protected. So we, sh we should have the right to protect ourselves. Free speech, very important. Very closely follow the Constitution. That's what I'm for. I'm all for human rights. Ecology and, eco and things like that, but you can't have those things unless you have, unless you have a good defense. It's it is scary to think that that one one type of point of view could be kind of dominant and pick, and not allow the other point of view to have its say. That is a scary thing. This is a shame that there isn't a little more balance, uh, balanced balance in government you now that people can get like kind of hijack the system for a while. I mean, that's why it's like, I, I don't know, like I try not to really be too firm on either side. I just try to look at it as it comes along, like individual, what I think about things that are happening on an individual basis. Yeah, one, of the, one of the reasons that I'm doing this project uh, that's kind of inspired me to do it is I realize that we don't talk to each other as a country anymore. We're so divided. We're so polarized. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. And it's really uh, kind of a shame. I mean, and, and it's, we've, we're almost like in a confrontational thing. It's us or them, us or them, us or them, and uh, without that. even without even talking. I hate that. That's why I like the libertarian point of view because it's not necessarily like really going along with either either side. It's more or less just saying less less laws and less less regulations and a little more freedom and kind of stick to the essentials of the Constitution and you know things that are safeguards for our, for our system. You know, because there's going to be waves of conservative and waves of you know liberal 
politics all throughout history. You know, one point something dominates and it gets, then it topples and then another group dominates and, and everyone always hates the other side. So I just think it's important to stay true to your beliefs. What do you believe in? Try not to be a follower and try not to condemn other people for their beliefs because it's just like sexuality. It's like don't condemn someone for what they, what their sexuality may be different than your sexuality. What you, your religious beliefs may be different from someone else's. But it's the same kind of prejudice with politics. People are prejudiced against other people because they're politics. And it's the same thought process. It's like dehumanizing the other side so that you can look superior. When really, every single argument has valid sides, have valid points. It's just all how you were raised to believe a certain way because of your experience makes you feel more leaning towards one way or the other. Like I've raised, I've been raised having to defend my space, my territory, get physical, defend my space. So I'm not a peacenik. I believe in a good defense. You've got to fight for what's yours. So that's my experience in life. I'm not just peace and love and love and rule and don't worry about not funding the government, military. No, like no, you really th those things are really important to me. The ability to defend yourself not depend on someone else to do it because nobody will do it for you you have to defend yourself so and um if your finances aren't in good shape your life will not be in good shape and you won't have the ability to help anybody else so make sure your financial aspect of, of your government is being taken care of and you're not being taken advantage of by other countries this is really really important it's very important to be a nice person but it's more important to save your own ass so that's my perspective because of what i've experience in life but I certainly would not condemn someone who spent all their life in a seminary and never had to defend their territory never had to pay their own bills who walks around saying oh now let peace and love and we don't need it you know we don't need to worry about the economy we don't need to worry about building up our military we don't need to have you know gun you know right to, to make to make and bear arms we don't need all that well that's your perspective because you've never had to fight for anything or work for anything you know so that's where my my thing is like I can see that you know it's all what your is what is your experience is what you believe right how do you feel about uh, Venice and uh, you know the money coming in the gentrification and uh, well, people have been saying that Venice is going to be gentrified for 20 since I've been here 25 years it looks exactly the same if not shittier than before so I really don't see it, man. Like, I really don't see it. It's a lot shittier than, like, 10 years ago. So, like, as far as, uh, you know, like, people aren't painting stuff. And, like, there's a lot of, like, you know, junk around. I, I think it's a little bit of hype. But I think it's important to say it because a lot of artists are being displaced because the rents are getting so high. But that's the same all over the country where rent is absolutely unsustainable for the amount of money that people make in the United States. The cost of living has gone up and wages have not increased in 20 years. People are still living off of $10 an hour, like the minimum wage, and rent for a studio apartment is $2,000 a month. So you tell me how many hours you'd have to work to pay that rent. And then are you going to have money to pay for food? This logically does not make sense. And so the average human being cannot survive in the United States anymore. And that's what the real problem is. Nobody's addressing it. And, and uh, everyone thinks that everyone makes 100000 a year. And that's really only about 25% of the people. The rest of us are struggling and becoming homeless and living in our RVs because can't afford it.
Wow. Mary, great. Great conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm moving over this way. That's it for this episode of Dialogue from an American Mosaic.